Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Right now. Obviously, I'm friends with all, everybody around here. So one of the security people, you give him a badge, right? And a big, oh, yeah. big shot. How about that? Guy was bragging to me one night. He was like, I denied John Cornish getting into Ryderville. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Who cares if he wants to cut the line? Let him in. What the hell? I'm still mad about that eight years later. Like, what what are you doing? This is the Rod Peterson (laughs) Show. Uh, Welcome, everybody, to Hour 2, the RP Show. Uh, It is the Hour 2 second half kickoff. What was that? Did somebody just fall over in there? Did somebody just die? I just, oh, Ryan said he just dropped his phone. It sounded that like you dropped your phone. <laughs> That's a big phone. Clunk. <laughs> Producer Clark said that Courtney Steven is all lined up in the GTA. He was listening to the intro. I'm still angry that the security wouldn't let John Cornish into Ryderville and let him cut the line. I'm not mad at John Cornish for trying to cut the line at the 2013 Grey Cup. He would only go on to be the MVP of the league that year. But no, let's make him wait two hours in line with all the fans. Hey. Kevin's got a velvet rope and a taser, okay? He's in charge. He's in charge. Uh, he was so proud <laughs> that he blocked John Cornish from getting into Ryderville. Uh, yeah, Courtney Steven coming up. Uh, we're all huge fans of Courtney Steven. You don't have to be a Hamilton Tiger Cats fan to just be a fan of Courtney Stevens. He's a tremendous player, ratio busting, defensive back, but he announced his retirement last week, and I'm interested to hear why. He's a very bright guy. Getting on with life after football. But not everybody is. Big news today out of Toronto. The Argos have signed uh, Dexter McCoyle and Ricky Collins Jr. Ricky, a really good friend of ours, coming out of retirement to play in the CFL. And I just can't get enough, eh? Hey, <laughs> Which is great. Play, you can do whatever you're doing, Ricky, for the rest of your life. But the fans of all the other teams are saying, how are the Argos affording these guys? I've been trying to tell you that they're not. They'll cut a lot of them coming out of training camp, but people just don't want to listen. So can I have another one of those told you so moments when it happens? Can we do that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we can. And then we got big news here uh, that we are going to Montreal. Game Plus Television and the Rod Peterson Show teaming up. We're going to Montreal. Live shows this week, Thursday, Friday from downtown Montreal. And my very close friend, Bobby Marier, sober coach to the stars. He's uh, taking on the role of uh, producer, co-producer with Clark is what he's doing. And he's lining up some Habs great guests to join us. And uh, Darren said, we got to get some Habs gear to wear on the air. And I said, absolutely not. (laughs) 
We're going to be at least somewhat impartial going there to do this show between Tampa Bay and Montreal, but we should probably show the folks the shirts that we're selling now. Yeah. Um, if the guys can grab a screenshot of this, I need something for my Instagram. But anyways, there you go. These are available. RodPetersonShop.com. We the North. Yeah, we the North. So we got these up. No trademark on this, if you can believe that. RodPetersonShop.com. Although I think we put in our trademark application. So maybe it will be ours. Yeah, so I'm just... I, I got... We'll talk about this later. Packing has become a major... I'm riddled with anxiety over what to take to Montreal. I know, right? And what else? There's that. We're going to the Stanley Cup. The Argo sign on those guys. Is that about it? Yeah, what do I tell you? You wear what you wear. Just yeah, wear be what, yourself. What would you wear in Montreal? Like, it's all good. You got lots of RP show golf shirts. Yes, anything goes. Okay. So, oh, that's what I was going to say. Tonight, if you want... My uh, very close friend, Jared Dumba, our 10-year pro hockey player, our hockey analyst, he and I will be at the Four Seasons tonight watching Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals, so it's sort of an unofficial watch party. If you want to come down and join us, you're more than welcome. That's kind of how we roll here, eh? At the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Seattle Kraken Fan Club, and proud sponsors of the second-half kickoff here on the RP Show. So let's – can we get – Courtney Steven on our screen. Uh, there he is sitting. There he is. Raised on the roof out there. And <laughs> hey, Courtney, how's retirement, Are my you? friend? Hey, you know what? It feels a lot like being in the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been retired for a year and a half, I guess, right? No, but listen, at least you can smile about it because we had Chad Jeter on here last week talking about joining the United States Air Force, and it was like he was eating glass, man. This was not an easy decision for him at all to, to walk away from pro ball. What's it been like for you? Well, you know what, man? Um, I can't empathize with that because you give so much of your life, you sacrifice for years just for an opportunity, right? And nobody promises you that you'll actually make it, right? Like there's no guarantees that you'll actually ever put on uh, pads and a helmet and a pros. So to get there alone takes a lot. And then to be in that seat and try and hold on to it for as long as you can and then let go. I mean, that takes a certain amount of, of, you know, courage, if you will. Right. Because this is what we know. Um, I played pro football eight years, but I played football for 23 and I'm, I'm 31 years old. So that's a substantial part of my life. But for me, it was one of those things where I never cut a corner, right? I never, I never tapped out. I never, you know, did less than was required of me. If anything, I did my absolute best. And I feel like when you, you give everything you have to offer, there's no regrets. So when it comes time and and right now is really, it's the time for me. Um, I feel good about it because what else are you supposed to do, man? This is what the coaches tell you every day is like, you know, empty your tank. And if you empty your tank, you'll have no regrets. Whatever score is on the board, you can live with it. So for me, um, it's a proud moment more than anything. I'm not sad. Of course, I'm going to miss the locker room. But, you know, the time is right. We know uh, very well put, by the way. You've had, obviously, great coaches in Hamilton. You sound like my dad, 26 years in the National Hockey League for him. And he said, empty your tank every single day because when the day's up and you look back, at your career, you'll have no regrets. And it sounds to me, Courtney, like you have no regrets. But you mentioned all your years in the CFL. Tell me your contract status, please. Because four, seven years in Hamilton and then 2019 in Calgary. But the Ticats announced your retirement. So had you signed back with them or were they just doing it because you're once a Ticat, always a Ticat? No, I signed in December. So when I came back from, I was on a one-year contract in Calgary. So when that contract expired at free agency, I signed with Hamilton with all intent to play in 2020. And as we know, that season never came to fruition. So uh, it gave a lot of pause for everybody to look at the rest of their life. And during that time, you know, I was still training, staying in shape, uh, still fully focused on being a pro athlete. But at that time, you can't be a pro athlete. Like you're a dad, you're a husband, you're a brother, you're a son, you're all those other things. And football is, it has to be secondary because there's no football going on. So I signed a contract in December with intent to play. And from that time till now, you know, it's not a decision that you make overnight to retire. Like it's something that happens slowly. And especially with so much 
um, turmoil in the league. I mean, I don't know how there's turbulence. How else can you describe it? Like we're merging with the XFL. Uh, is the season going to happen? These teams have to vote. These players have to vote. Who's getting paid? Are we getting paid? Like all this stuff going on. How could you not, as a father of two kids, how could you not for another job? How could you not think about an alternative? Because I'm the one who's going to be left holding the bag with, you know, like $3,000 worth of daycare every month to pay for if I don't do something responsible. So, yeah, I was um, intent on playing this season. I was training, waking up 4.30 like everybody else, going to work out before the kids were up. Um, but in my, I guess, contingency plan, some really great opportunities came about. And I don't know if I'm necessarily ready to speak on them here, but mm -hmm. uh, the risk and the reward for playing football is not really there for me right now. You know, well, like you can... You can tear your ACL, and if somebody's got COVID, they're going to the hospital before you, and you got to just wait it out. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. But um, contracts we talk about, right? Like, there was a point in my my career where I was making a good amount of money, and right now, I'm closer to the end than I am to the beginning, so that's not the same situation. So I have to look in the mirror and say, do I want to put my noodle on the line? I don't think so, because I'm confident that I can make more money outside of football than I can playing football. You're speaking for a lot of the guys that have made this decision over the last couple of weeks because that's what I keep hearing. But you know what? When you know, you know. When it's time to go, it's time to go. But, I mean, you noticed the other day that I was following you on Twitter, I noticed that you had put on a financial literacy course or were planning one in Toronto here in the pandemic. How did that go? As soon as I saw that, I'm like, ah, uh, he's going to be just fine. So tell me yeah. what made you want to do that. You know, uh, the pandemic illuminated a lot of things. I think it's Warren Buffett who has a quote that says, when the tide goes out, you can see who's swimming with no clothes on. And um, <laughs> there's, there's a whole bunch of people who I guess were, I don't want to say exposed in a negative way because nobody puts himself into a tough financial situation on purpose, right? It's just these, these things that we weren't taught. So uh, myself, I felt somewhat privileged and I, I had a responsibility to share my passion which is football on one hand but also I have a passion for financial literacy investing and generational wealth so I put together a course um, and I shopped it around to some local high schools and some universities and I ended up you know just teaching basic financial literacy to a handful of different groups and it's very well received because there's a need for it and there's certain things that we all are going to do, buy a car, buy a house, use a credit card, but no one is teaching us how to do them on a fundamental level. So that's really what the course was about. And, um, you know, I'm going to continue to do that because whether that's a career or not, I don't think it is. Um, it's something that is a passion of mine and there's a need for it in the community and there's nobody better to fill the role than me. I was watching Courtney and you didn't even know who I was. So, uh, so, so there, so good for you for doing that. And so all these years with the Ticats, some really good years. What comes to mind mm -hmm. when you think of them? What comes to the mind first? Man, I think about being in training camp in my rookie year and um, just going so hard in, in practice that I actually sprained my, my shoulder before we even played a preseason game. And just some of the older guys being like, hey, look, if, if you want to play 10 years in this league, tone it down a bit, like relax, okay? Um, and and that was kind of just a point where I was just so hungry and so ready to attack this thing that I've been waiting all my life for. Um, but I found, I found that fine line between uh, pushing it and actually, you know, doing my, my teammates a favor and not putting anybody's health at risk. Because when you just get in the league, like, you just want to go, go, go. And um, to me, it was the beginning of that transition from just being a, a, a player to being a pro, right? And I had a lot of great coaches, especially in Hamilton. I had a lot of great coaches who really taught the game, who really uh, helped me develop as a player, as a person. And I think that's really what I'm going to remember. It's those relationships, you know, people like uh, Jeff Reinbold, right? People like um, Philip Lolly, people like Coach O, people who, you know, took the time to teach you little things that made a big difference. And um, I think that's what any player would say is, is the people that really make the experience, whether it's the fans, the coaches, the other guys in the locker room. It's, it's all about the relationships. 
forgot Lolly was in Hamilton. What a beauty he that guy is. <laughs> well, and Ryan Bold, obviously. But please do me a favor and tell me what you remember about the 2013 Grey Cup, because I was calling Ryder games at that time, and I heard when you guys stepped off the playing Grey Cup week and it was minus 68, you guys were like, we want to go home. What do you remember about that? Yeah, what do you remember about that? I literally remember coming out of the airport and it's like you have to turn the corner and walk to where the bus was. And it might have been 20 yards. And the, the, the frosty air just hits you in the face. Boom. It's something yeah. different. It is, like that is the Canada that people talk about when they talk about Canada. It was, a, it was an experience. I remember two guys got frostbite on their fingers so bad they couldn't play in the game during practice. Oh, mm-hmm. man, it was, it was crazy. But um, it was an experience, you know, because that's, that's CFL football. Like the Ryder fans, you got to have so much respect for them because they came out in droves. And walking to the stadium or walking away from the stadium after the game, it was just like, it was like a college town in like the deep south of the United States. Like every single person was draped out in green. And it was one of those things where it's like, even though we were on the wrong side of that game, it was kind of memorable because you were a part of a moment where like a team played a championship game at home and you felt that energy. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I know. And well, I had a lot of good friends on your team. And I remember Fantou saying afterwards, if we had to lose, I'm glad it was to these guys. And I think... Tillman had a similar thought. Kanji was on that team, and obviously Hank. That was a special team. Just it was, I think it was going to be Saskatchewan's day that day. Courtney, uh, well, I hope that you stick close to the CFL because you got a lot to offer. Uh, do you have plans on doing that? Uh, you know, as much as I can, I would love to because um, I told I told this to a few people uh, within the organization, but. In high school, I played four years um, as a Turner Fenton Trojan. In college, I went to Wilfrid Laurier for two years. I transferred. I went to Northern Illinois. I was a Husky for three years. Um, but I was a Ticat for six. So really, this is my team. And, you know, the fans, the community, those little kids who come ask you for an autograph or a picture, those are the ones who really make you what you are. They're the ones who put you up there and uh, hold you in that regard. So to be able to pay it forward or pay it back, where however you see it, um, that's a great opportunity. It's a privilege. So um, for a community that's given me so much, uh, I'd love to stay tapped in. And I live nearby, so it's not like I'm going to be going anywhere. So they're going to have to really do their best to get rid of me if they don't want to see me anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they, uh, you know they won't. Courtney, it's been a, a pleasure to meet you virtually. And uh, congrats on a fine career. And I, I wish you all the best moving ahead. Thank you very much. It's been fun. CFL veteran Courtney Steven joining us from the GTA. Well, it's going to be interesting when we come back because Dave Randorf loves him some CFL, but he's also the TV voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning and game one of the Stanley Cup final tonight is in Tampa. Champa. Tampa. Rambo joins us next. This has been the second half kickoff for the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the Stanley Cup playoffs and the Seattle Kraken fan club. You're watching on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. laid back and kicking it let's head back to the studio here's rob all right right on time welcome back everybody the rp show continues i'll get to your comments in a moment there are there are a few here a lot of people saying to courtney stephen courtney you've made brampton proud that from chris in toronto uh rylan spencer's watching in seattle he says i love this guy yeah courtney stephen announcing his retirement after seven years in the cfl he was just with us that guy's going to be a success at whatever he does. And uh, Todd Pinkney, one of our P1, says, Great to see God's team. Regular season schedule announced. He's talking about the Regina Pats Hockey Club, God's team. He says, Can't wait for the WHL season and being back at the Dome. You and me both, Pinks. Okay, let's go to Tampa now. Champa. Dave Randorf joins us, the voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning on a very busy day, I'm sure, for him. How are you doing, David? 
I'm doing great. I got time always for this show, so no problem about that. I was at Morning Skate and hustled back to be on with you. It's uh, The place is buzzing around here, Rod. Uh, everybody's pretty excited about game one. I can't imagine. Actually, the last time you were with us, I think you were in a hotel. Are you moved out of the hotel? I am out of the hotel. I'm in a temporary, uh, This I, I'm renting this this uh, residence here. It's a guest house of a, a friend that I've made down here. So I'm finally going to move in. Next time, maybe you'll actually see what, what, what my own house, which I took possession <laughs> of last week. So slowly but surely, I'm getting there. Okay. Well, listen, Dave, you know how we like to have fun here. And before I get to the actual yeah. hockey questions, I asked Clark to pull a photo from your Twitter. So Clark, can you put that oh, up? Boy. And I want Rambo to explain how... Beautiful is that, Dave. When we talk about Champa, you know, can you talk about that yeah. photo right there? Yeah, it was a cool event. MC this, and they had the mayors from Clearwater and St. Petersburg all there with those four trophies. And it was, they called it Champions Day. This was back in, I want to say February, I think. And that is Ballast Point, which is in South Tampa, looking back towards downtown. It was a gorgeous morning. And you had the Super Bowl, you had the Vince Lombardi Trophy, you had the Stanley Cup, obviously. You've got the American League Championship Trophy there. And the one that's off to the side, I think in the far right, that was the, I believe, the East Division Championship uh, Trophy for the Soccer League that the Tampa Bay Rowdies play in. So when I got here, and everybody was talking about how great it is to be a sports base and lightning. They said, oh, hey, don't forget about the Rowdies. Hmm. So the Rowdies made it to the final last year. They've been around for decades. Uh, and uh, so that was their, their GM was there as well. And uh, so it's the sports fans are living large here right now, for sure. Well, it's a, it's a great time to be there for sure, Dave. Now, here's another one for you. I was listening oh, yeah. to NHL radio last week and you were on. And it was ahead of game six in New York. And you said, it looks like we're, or it looks like the Lightning are going to the Stanley Cup final. I'm like, Dave, you haven't got that fourth win yet. Were you getting a little nervous uh, Friday well, night? Hold on. Game what, did, what did I, hang on. It doesn't sound like something I would say. What did, what did I say exactly, Rod? Listen, I can, I could go back and pull it. One, you said, you said consistency is a skill. Do you remember saying that? And then another I one. Talking about, I was talking about Braden Point there. That's right. You were. Which is on our desk yep. right here, Braden Point every day, Warrior uniform. Yep, and then the other one yeah. was, I think you said, you know, it looks like the oh, Lightning are going. Oh, now you think I said. Now you think I said. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Now it's uh, seconds. Dave, you said. Do I think you said? Yeah, you're good. You're good. So w- were you uh, getting so nervous? Honestly, oh, I was totally nervous. You know what I will say? It's so fun to uh, care who wins now. You know, listen, I, I don't hide from it anymore. I'm, I don't work for Hockey Night in Canada anymore. I work for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it's fun um, to care who wins and, and to have that, that nervous, jittery feeling and the butterflies in the stomach for a Game 7. It was a tremendous game. Two very good teams went at it. And uh, so I've missed that feeling because for years, I'm very proud of my years in in. Canada and, and at TSN and, and Sportsnet and Hockey Night. But there, you don't care who wins. You just want to have a good game and a good show, and you get on the plane the next day and you leave. Uh, here, it's a little different. So it was a lot of fun. And was I nervous? And, and uh, uh, you know, did I have butterflies? Yeah, I did. And uh, I loved it. Because, we, Rod, we all get in this business because we were sports fans at the start. And then somewhere along the way, you lose that because, you know, that's how the business works. But I've got it back, and I'm, I'm loving it. Fun. Well, I can tell. I can, and I can tell that they love you, too, especially hosting those watch parties and so forth. But I had a friend in Florida say to me that the Lightning play a boring style, and I never really thought about it before. And then after I heard that, I can't unsee it. Would you go along with that or not? Well, uh, your friend probably has been down here for a while and got used to the Lightning being that run-and-gun team that could light you up and score six, seven, eight goals. I mean, the year that they won 62 wins, they were lighting teams up, but they've been the highest-scoring team in the league up until this year, I want to say four years in a row. So they've obviously got a lot of offensibility, and maybe your friend is, uh, is rightfully that opinion on how they used to be. But the Lightning made an adjustment a couple of years ago when they got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets, unceremoniously swept right on the heels of that 62-win season. And they learned some lessons. And they looked at themselves in the mirror and decided, we can't just be that run-and-gun team. we got to learn to play different ways. We have to play defensively. We have to play in tight games, like the Game 7 one nothing win, where their only goal was a shorthander. So 
they do not win the Stanley Cup last year without molding their game and learning to play a different way. And they're not in this position right now without being able to do that again in the final against a very disciplined and tight Montreal Canadiens team. So, so they, I think that's what he's talking about. Yeah, has this been kicked around, Rambo, that you're going against an entire country in the Stanley Cup final? Because it's kind of starting to feel that way up here. <laughs> As it should. I mean, you know, they, they're the winners of the North Division. I get that. And the Canadians fans or people who moved down here certainly get that. Um, does that resonate with the fan base down here? Probably not. You know, they, they just... It's a quality opponent. I don't think anybody's taking the Montreal Canadiens lightly. Um, as relevant to the, the, you know, the Florida State fan here, it might as the season goes on, and maybe as they see what's going on outside the Bell Center, and maybe all the coverage surrounding it. If NBC does tell very well, I know they will on Sportsnet for sure, and on a Hockey Night. But I certainly get it and respect it. I think it's great. Um, there's a lot of ties between the Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, they're, they're a storied franchise, and they're a great story, and, and they own it. Yeah, well, it's funny because um, last series, because I watch SportsCenter every morning, and your former network, while I'm working out, it was all Habs, Golden Knights, Habs, Golden Knights, and I loved it. I loved it, but there was no talk of your series, like, at all. And I just thought it was funny because it's the Montreal Canadiens, and I just feel like I just there's people that – other than those that hate the Habs, as you know, Dave, there's a lot of those, but basically they become Canada's team. It's an unfortunate, I guess, that you won't be in the booth and traveling for this because this is going to get wild. Don't you feel it? Oh, yeah. No, it, oh, I definitely feel it. I felt it at the rink today. There was a few more media members, obviously, around, not as many as you normally would have at a Stanley Cup final due to uh, COVID restrictions and not being able to travel. But what you just said is kind of what I was saying on the, on the reverse. You know, I get how, you know, TSN and Sportsnet would probably uh, focus on, you know, I mean, God forbid if the Leafs had made it this far, it would just be, there would be like no other discussion about anybody else. It would just be about the Leafs. So I, I get how the focus has been uh, about the North, uh, the Canadian-based team. Uh, it's too bad because the Eastern Conference Final was a hell of a series. It was two very good teams. One game got out of hand and, and you know, the Lightning won game five, eight, nothing. But it was a, it was a one-off, an anomaly. The rest of the series was fantastic. Hard, intense, two great goaltending performances. And, uh, you know, the, the Lightning punched their ticket again and, and did something that not a lot of teams have done. Since 2000, they're just the fourth team uh, as a defending cup champ to make it back to the finals. So they're a good story. And they all know that this team is going to change. It's going to look different due to cap reasons and expansion draft reasons. There's, there's going to be some movement, and they all know their time is now. So maybe there'll be a little bit more balanced storytelling in the coverage going forward, but it's, too, it's going to be a great series. It's, it's, uh, both teams have earned their way in, and uh, I, I don't see it being a short series at all. Uh, Brady in Saskatoon says, go Habs, go. Janelle in Saskatoon says, hi, I hate the Habs. Todd in Regina says, finally found a price jersey in Edmonton. How about that? Daryl in, I think, Swift Current says, go Tampa Bay. Been cheering for them since they joined the league. John in Winnipeg says, hate is a four-letter word. No, I know, hate is very strong, but a lot of people do hate the Habs. Let's be honest about it. Um, Dave, Keys, what do you think? What do you think will win it for your Lightning? Uh, or, or other team keys for uh, the lightning or keys for the whole for the champion. Uh, key, well, you obviously think the lightning are going to win. So what? What? What's well, going to win it for them? Okay, okay, okay. Um, well, their depth I think serves them very well because it's no secret by now the Montreal Canadiens and that Philip Deneau line have shut down and frustrated all the stars on all the opponents that they have faced in each of the three rounds to this point. We all know that, and it's been very, very impressive. So that means the nose line is going to go up against Kucherov in point, and they're going to have to find a way around that, which is going to be difficult. So now you start looking at the rest of the lineup, and you wonder if there's offense there. And the answer is yes, right down to their fourth line. They've got Tyler Johnson on the fourth line, a guy who is, uh, certainly can score. He's at a different stage of his career, but he is skating very well. And there's a rookie on that line by the name of Ross Colton. You may not know a lot about, but he's been a heck of a fine. Fourth round pick, he's he can score, and, and you know, that, that line with Pat Maroon has been effective. The third line can score with Yanni Gord, Goodrow, Coleman. And then, of course, there's the second line with Sorelli, 
Stamkos and Alex Kalorn has been excellent. He's got eight goals and he's been very, very good uh, night in, night out. So uh, they could use a little bit more goals from their defense. They only have three. Luke Shen, Jan Ruda, and one from Hedman. So they could use more there. The goaltending, I think, is going to be a wash. I don't think either one of these goaltenders are going to uh, lose games. They're both going to be very good um, because they are. Uh, special teams are going to play a key, and this is a very, very interesting matchup because the Lightning had a power play that was clicking at about 40% going into the last round, a little quieter against the Islanders, and now you're going up against this, this Habs PK, which has been unbelievable. They have not allowed a power play goal since round one. I mean, they went eight for eight against the Jets, 15 for 15 against the Vegas Golden Knights. So finding a way to solve that is going to be a huge key for the Lightning. I think that you are bang on on all of it. And I think the goaltending is a wash. They're not going to make a flub like my boy, the flower last round. Ashi Minhas is watching on YouTube and she says, great to see you, Dave. Go Habs. <laughs> Go Bye. all day. So she's happy to see you, not cheering for your team. Uh, Rambo, okay. you're the best. And um, are you talking to your CFL peeps at all? I saw you were on a show here last week in, in Canada, and we're talking about the CFL. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. Honestly, I am really looking forward to by By the time the season kicks off, I will be, I'm going home once the uh, playoffs wrap up here. I'll go back to Toronto, back up my house. And then I'll be back down here, and I can't wait to have a uh, Friday night football viewing party in my backyard with my barbecue. And and trust me, that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> and I keep touch with a lot of my CFL uh, on TSN brethren. Uh, in fact, uh, one of their former directors is a house guest of mine right now. So uh, the guy directed many uh, great cups, Paul Hemming. So he's uh, he flew down for games one and two. So uh, we can't wait uh, to see them kick things off. And I was glad to hear the premier in Saskatchewan saying he can't wait to see a full house uh, when the riders kick things off. He did, 33,000. Hey, please say hey to Paul for me. And can I just, before you go, what was it like interviewing Tom Hanks? We, I still have that on PBR. I think everybody in Saskatchewan still has that on PBR. That would be, that would be a pretty big moment for me. What was yeah. it like for you? Well, oh, you, you said that, was, that was a selfie for... story, right? You told that story. You went to yeah. I think I told, I told that self story. Yeah, the, the bad, the selfie got wrong. I didn't actually get to in, interview Tom Hanks. That was Brian Williams. I was yeah. sitting in the seat where Brian Williams had to be, and I had to get out of the seat. So I tried to take a selfie with. Tom Hanks is I'm like, you know, arm in arm with him and my phone. I couldn't, I was fumbling with my phone and I had this awkward, you know, arm in arm grip with one of the biggest, most famous people on the face of the earth. <laughs> and he finally goes, he finally looks at me and goes, we're like face to face with Tom Hanks. And he finally goes, you know, let's do this later. I said, okay, let's do it. It was so bad. It, what was, was, it? So I, it was my <laughs> embarrassing moments. Yes. We all have those, but what was it? What was it like being around him? That had to be cool. It was so cool, and it was in Regina at that great cup. And what I noticed about it, and what I'll always remember about it, is I've been around you know moments where some celebrity walks in the room to do an, an appearance on whatever show that we're doing, and they walk in with handlers. There's people around, and don't talk to him, and he's just he's only here for two minutes, and and you know he or she and this person may not have a fraction of the star power that Tom Hanks does. Tom Hanks rolls into our set, just him and Marty Short. They're having a good time. They're high-fiving everybody. He's glad-heading with the fans who are right behind me, and he's he's just enjoying it, and he's not big-timing anybody. And right up until the point when he walked, he said goodbye to everybody. That's what I remember about that moment. He was an awesome guy. <laughs> well, I had a moment like that with you, 2013 Grey Cup, interviewing you at the coaches' news conference. I dropped my tape recorder on the ground. I'm like, no! Oh! I don't know if you remember that or not. But anyways... I do, home. but I'm slightly... I'm not nearly as famous as Tom Hanks. So well, no I, I don't know, man. Hey, again, thanks for the time, Rambo. Good luck. Enjoy the series. And uh, for you guys' sake, I hope you win it. Hey, and for your sake, I'm glad the football is back on. I know it's important, and I'm going to be watching down here. And thanks for having me on. Nice to thanks, see you, Thanks, Rambo. The great Dave Randorf joining us, the uh, television voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He takes the broadcast to here. I'm telling you, watch him all the time, and uh, he fits right in. We'll be right back with a sports update. Viewer takeover. Moose will be back in here. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. 
You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Ah, <laughs> I'm still looking at the big screen. I know, and it's off. And we're not, no, we're not on the on. big screen. We're not on yet. I've given it a couple looks and thought, wait, we're off the air. And you panic for a second, but it's a real hazard to tweet and talk on the air at the same time. You seem to do pretty good at it. The uh, Canadiens take on the Tampa Bay Lightning in game one of the Stanley Cup final. Tonight in uh, Tampa Bay, Montreal, the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup back in 1993. The Bolts will represent Montreal's toughest test in their quest for the 25th Stanley Cup. For them, no doubt, 6 p.m. Mountain on the CBC. Early goals by Moses Dwyer and Austin Ricci gave Valor FC a 2-0 victory over defending Canadian Premier League champs Forge FC at Winnipeg's IAG Field Sunday in the first game of the season for both teams. Fans were not allowed inside Winnipeg's IG Field where Valor and the CFL's Blue Bombers play home games, but several of them gathered outside to cheer on the club at a distance. All eight CPL teams are playing at IG Field for the first part of the season, a 29-day single-city stretch being dubbed the kickoff. Later on Sunday, Cavalry FC, that's Calgary, held on for a 2-1 victory over York United. The Phoenix Suns could wrap up their Western Conference Final with the uh, Clippers at home tonight. The Suns lead the series 3-1. One win away from the NBA Finals for the first time since 1993. Kawhi Leonard going to miss his seventh straight game with his sprained knee. And the top two teams in the National League Central open a pivotal three-game series today. The division-leading Milwaukee Brewers host the second-place Chicago Cubs. Kyle Hendricks pitches for Chicago, while Freddie Peralta gets the ball for... Milwaukee, Filetti, it's an off day for the Toronto Blue Jays. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League, breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. I've already had my one for the day, Moose. You have, eh? My uh, almond coconut. It was just so darn good. How about that? The, the, the squirrel didn't take it? <laughs> you like that, eh? <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day, my mornings are, wa- are, are spent watching the squirrels run around my ar- yard and the, the uh, crows trying to ah. scavenge them. Scavenge them. Yeah. And that, that squirrel was uh, surviving today. It's on my Instagram story. Go have a look. Rod Peterson official. What have you been doing, Moose? Uh, just working in business. A lot of people excited that we're going to Montreal. Yeah. You know, we got to work on that itinerary. We got a few things to deal with. Uh, the ducks in order and stuff like that. But uh, um, just getting excited around it for sure and planning uh, everything out. So, uh, Well, if you, if you just joined us, uh, Thursday, Friday, we will be live from Montreal and... This all came together fast. That's usually how good things work. Yeah. How about that? And Rick Regan's very excited, obviously. And as you said this morning, holy smokes, tomorrow's Tuesday and Wednesday we're on a plane to Montreal. That's right. Silver Fox is going to be in this chair hosting shows. It's going to be a big hockey day on Wednesday when he hosts the show. But I'm not going to say any more about our Montreal shows other than we're going to have some Montreal Canadiens greats joining us right on the set. If you've been watching this show for a couple of years, you know that we go on the road to Houston. We did the sports trip there. We had NFL greats. We had uh, CFL greats. We had coaches there. Um, our tailgate parties where we've done live shows, similar idea, right? That's Just right. rotating guests through, and we'll, we'll be talking about the Stanley Cup final. And maybe a little bit of Alouettes, because whose idea was it? Clark's, that we should take the Manziel jersey down and, and take it? It was. It was Clark's idea. Maybe we do take that to Montreal. That would be Why, why not? Put it on the set. We might as well. It doesn't take up much space in the suitcase to pack it, right? I mean... Wear it on the plane. Um, do we go down that route? I mean, we're having these now bi- these uh, discussions on the air, but like, do we look at Danny Machocha? These guys are going to be in quarantine, though. Uh, Ryland Spencer... Watching in Seattle, he says, first stop once the border opens, Seattle. Seattle's amazing. It is amazing. The Emerald City. And now, 
Even more reason to go to Seattle. I mean, that downtown area is just absolutely beautiful. Pike Place Market oh. kind of stinks like fish. I know, but I love it. Right. But there's just some wonderful... There's a, this is like a Ralph Lauren headquarters there, I think, and down with all the flags out oh, front. Yeah. It's, I love Seattle. Um, and there's reasons to go there year-round. It's just so beautiful, but... Tell you this. We kind of like to have NHL hockey when we're going somewhere. I know, but I'll tell you this. We're taking a show to Montreal. Why don't I just put him on the... What did he say about... What did Courtney Stevens say about his noodle on the line? Put his noodle on the line. Let's take our show to Seattle when they start... When they drop the puck. Yeah. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? Uh, poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. How many games will the Stanley Cup final go? Your options are four, five, six, or seven. How good are your eyes, Darren? Not that good. That's a small monitor we got over there. So, okay. I was gonna I was gonna get up and go over there, but I'd have been huge right up against the camera. Sixty-five percent of respondents on Facebook saying six games. Sixty-three percent on Twitter saying six games. And I've got listen, I got Montreal in six. I don't feel bad about it. My friends that are with the Lightning, they all won it last year. So, guys, cool it. You got your ring. I've gone on record as said, God's involved. I've, I've seen no indication that he's not for on Montreal's side. Oh, yeah. So let's just go with it. Finish it off. Get Carey Price's Stanley Cup. Get Those Montreal Canadiens fans that I was banging on in the Vegas series, they're not bad people. They're some of my closest friends. Just highly annoying at times. But I feel like they've gotten over their annoyingness. Yes. Have you noticed that? Yes, I have. You know, it feels like when they won that series that they flipped. Something happened. They flipped. Now they're feeling humble and grateful. And I'm like, where did this come from? And very emotional. And very emotional, which I'm here for. I mean, I'm here for that. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. Well, my guy... Bobby Marier, I've said it a million times, sober coats to the stars, splits his time between South Beach and Montreal. He's on it for us. He's planning our whole itinerary for Montreal this week. So get ready. Um, Jeff Kozak here as we get into viewer takeover early. He says, uh, welcome to the dark side, Rod. I was never anti-Montreal. Can I say it again? I sound like a skipping CD. I was never anti-Montreal. I was pro-Vegas. Janelle in Saskatoon says, you will not go to Seattle without me. Just a heads up. Chris Bird in Toronto says, meh, Habs fans are annoying all the time. (laughs) Well, you would expect somebody from Montreal to say that. From Toronto. Or Toronto to say that. Yeah. Uh, Listen, load them up. Questions, comments, whatever you want to talk about. There's CFL news today. Uh, Lots to get at when we come back for overtime. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Thank you very much, Rick Regan. And Moose DuPont and the whole crew here. Um, so it's viewer takeover uh, is what we call it. Ryan McCarthy, I appreciate you watching the entire program in Saratoga, New York. He says, wow, I see a lot of grumpy Gusses over the last hour. I know it's Monday, but sheesh. What are they grumpy about? Let us know, Ryan. I think it was that CFL discussion. And I'm not, we, we got a face-off coming up here, and it's not going to pertain to the CFL. Courtney Stevens said it earlier this hour, the uh, retiring Hamilton Tiger Cat. He said, listen, this is not a good time to be in the CFL. Are we merging? Are we not? Are we taking less money? Are we not? What? He said it, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of arguing there. I, I do like this idea. Ryland Spencer watching in Seattle says, how about a projection of a rider's win total? I see that one odds maker put out five, over under five for Edmonton. And I, I know you wouldn't be going for that. I wouldn't. No. I go, I'm taking way the over on that. Big time. 
Uh, over under on riders wins. I'll put it at ten and take the over. Out of fourteen. Out of fourteen wins. Out of fourteen games. Oh wait. <laughs> right. And taking the over? No. That's very ambitious. Uh, I forgot. I... I forgot. That's where my mind is on the CFL right now. 14 no. games. Let's go eight, and I'll take the over. Yeah. Not that I don't think they can do it, but I would say seven and a half is probably a good over under eight and a half for the Riders. I'd take the over on that, too. I think they're going to be really good. This is not to face up. No, we, yeah. We're coming up on that. But uh, this is weird. I'd have to really dissect everybody's schedules, too. Jeff Kozak says, I'm a true Habs fan, but I'm kind of sick of the 24 Stanley Cup thing. What does that mean? You're sick of only having 24? You've been sitting on 24 since 93, you poor son of a gun. I got you. He's just tired of only having 24 Stanley Cups. Well, la-dee-da. Tired of just hanging to that. Eventually, (laughs) like, that doesn't mean anything to me who's never been alive for it, right? Like... Leafs with 13, yeah. we could, that's pretty good. Yes, they were all old, but it's like, it doesn't mean anything to me because it hasn't happened in my lifetime. So it's like, yeah, that was great, mm. but I would trade that to be able to see a cup. Speaking of cups, some Oilers fans actually think they're aggrieved. I know. Not a, not a chance. No. Um, Ryan in New York says, regarding what people are grumpy gusses about, he says, not liking the Habs, bad CFL memories. I blame the heat. It's scorching in New York today, too. Oh, yeah. Because six months ago was, it's so cold. I know. I'm glad we're going off the air here. Well, it's funny. People drive me nuts. Our friends in BC, I saw yesterday, 47 degrees Celsius. Oh, yeah. 47. Like, I went to Vegas once. It was 45. You could see the heat waves in the air, but it was dry. You didn't sweat. (sighs) Reminds me of uh, Joe Exotic. (laughs) You have no idea why, right? I don't. Tiger King. But I love it. Well, I mean, the greatest moment of the pandemic was that Netflix series. And they're like, oh, the tigers aren't in danger here. How come you're wearing a gun on your hip? People. (laughs) How about that? I can't. I can't. With Joe Exotic. People. I miss that part of the pandemic. <laughs> Can we I get do. the second season two? Give me something else and Go interview him in jail for God's sakes. Dateline does. Let's see what Joe Exotic has to say. How come he got a gun on your hip then? People. Um, facing off. Where is it? <laughs> Who wrote this? Is this Tacona Pauly in Winnipeg? Free Joe Exotic. The greatest irony of all time. By the time he finally got fa- famous, he's in the cooler. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How about that? Oh. oh, my God. The world is a funny place. Irony. Yeah. Anywho. It's time to face off for the Mad Greek and Moose Shaw and the Ultimate Fan Zone. Now just a click away. Here's what it is. How much would you pay to watch your team in the Stanley Cup final? One game, one ticket. What would you pay? And uh, I'll say that you're the visitor. You can lay your stick down first. Okay. One game. If I, if I, you never know if it's going to be a deciding. You don't know. 2500 bucks. You do Shell out 25 Canadian or U.S. dollars? Canadian. I'd pay 2500 bucks. Uh One time. Although, if it's my team, to be honest, <clears throat> I'd rather watch it alone. By myself. In well, my room. By myself. With nobody else around. That's where I'd rather watch. But I'd pay 2500 bucks to be in the building. I would pay 2500 U.S. Well, I'll say 3000 U.S. to watch my Vegas Golden Knights in T-Mobile Arena, in my own suite. Could I have any stipulations here? Okay, I like that. Right, with unlimited, unlimited arena food. Now, just to go to a game, period, like the Montreal, I'd pay 500 bucks. Oh, I wouldn't if it wasn't your team. I'd pay like 500 bucks. No. I'd pay that. We're going to Montreal and don't have tickets, and I don't even care if I go to the game or not, okay? Because my brother, first thing out of his mouth, you going to the game? 
I literally have never even thought about it. I'll buy us a lottery ticket. If we happen to win, we'll go to the game, and that's the only way. <laughs> hey, the face-offs brought to you by the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. The patio is now open for licensed dining at the Mad Greek. Visit them today. And brought to you by the Ultimate Fan Zone, now just a click away from our man cave to your man cave. Shop online today at ultimatefanzone.ca. Janelle in Saskatoon says, oh, my God, I love you guys. Oh, my word, I love you guys. I think that's the uh, Joe Exotic talk. From CFL Mel on YouTube says, how do we get Joe Exotic to a CFL game? First, you spring him out of jail. Then I think he could have his pick of where he's going <laughs> to Bake go. him a cake with a <laughs> file in it. Andy Dufresne. Um, yeah, that. Keep the feed open as we go off the air, too, because uh, people are writing in how much they've spent on tickets to big games. I like it. I want to hear those. Yeah, the most you'd pay. Please keep that going. Ryan in New York says, what's your go-to arena food, Rod? I got to say taco in a bag. I just had it Saturday night. I know our American friends just said, say what? Taco in a bag. Over a hot dog? Yeah. Hot dogs, you never know that you're going to get a good hot Movie dog, theater, right? that's your hot yeah, dog. Yeah, the movie theaters, yes. Taco in a bag. All right. See you tomorrow. See you Thanks, tomorrow. Moose. Noon Eastern right here on Game Plus TV. McFly, hello. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.